As we do on Wednesdays, we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. As always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group and a great alternative prior to surgery. Think Blue Tail Medical Group. Find out more, bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Bayes, Crane, and Wolf, the doctors that are there, will help you stay in the game prior to surgery. So make sure, before you have surgery, check out bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Hey, Brian Walton, uh, happy Wednesday to you. Cardinals uh, scrape by with a split against Detroit, but they win that game today. And as always, nice to visit with you. How are things going? Great, Dan. And, you know, we're also past the point now where there's about uh, uh, three weeks left in the minor league system. And as we talked about last time, the Cardinals will bring up a couple of players potentially from the minor leagues, although, you know, one of those spots might be a Dakota Hudson return, for example. Yeah, that'd be interesting. How do you think they handle that in terms of they're not just going to throw him live into major league action? Where do you think he starts and how that works? Well, you know, it'll a lot depends. The Cardinals a lot of times start with minor league uh, rehabs down in Jupiter, and that's where Dakota Hudson is. I saw him actually throw down there last week. Uh, so he, maybe he appears in a game with Palm Beach or two. And then, uh, you know, it'll – the other places that they play will depend on which teams are at home because they like the Cardinals like to control the environment. So if Memphis is on the road and Springfield's at home, they might have to go to Springfield or vice versa, or maybe even go to Peoria. But I think given that Hudson is probably going to throw just an inning or two uh, here and there, they probably won't need a lot of rehab for him uh, given that he's been ramping up his workload for some time now. It'd be interesting to see in terms of catching now that it's official, Yadier Molina comes out, Uh, yesterday signs a one-year extension. Then today says, next year is it. I am done with being a player in baseball. He's going to retire. It does make it interesting, the immediate futures of Andrew Kisner and Yvonne Herrera. How has Herrera been faring here as of late? Herrera um, started the season age 20 and was challenged at AA for the first time. So he's he's been young for his levels his whole career. Uh, He turned 21 in the beginning of June, and uh, he's improved his results substantially every month since then. Hasn't really been hitting for average, more in the low 200s. But in June, his OPS was right around 600. In July, it went up to 740. August, about 800. And the home runs are starting to come for Herrera as well at AA. So, you know, you look at that progression, 600, 700, 800, you can see that he's starting to figure out AA pitching. And again, it's still just two months into his age 21 season. So, uh, Herrera is not at a point where he's going to help St. Louis probably in 2022. You know, maybe he makes his debut late in the year, but if he can get, you know, put that solid year at double A this year, do a good year at triple A next year, then he would be sort of positioned like Nolan Gorman's kind of trying to do now for next year, which is, you know, sort of ready to take that next step the next year. You mentioned Nolan Gorman and uh, prior to us visiting, I, I gave you some names I wanted to throw at you. He was not one of them, but you, you brought him up and it makes me think every time I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm, I'm looking at the Memphis Redbirds feed, it looks like he's hitting a home run. Um, so how has he been faring down there? He's, I know he's playing a lot of second base, but how has Nolan Gorman looked? Uh, he's playing very well. Uh, you know, just like every guy who comes to a new level, you know, he struggled a little bit initially, but the last home run Gorman hit was his 20th this season. So, you know, 20 home runs, 60 RBI across 90 games between uh, Memphis and Springfield, uh, you know, an OPS in the 830s. Uh, so, you know, a very, very solid season for Nolan Gorman. I saw 
MLB Pipeline rated him the highest uh, ranked second base prospect in all of baseball. So, you know, he's continuing that defense. He's playing more and more second base. Uh, and that is, you know, looks like where he's going to come to camp next year with an opportunity to, to potentially compete for a starting job with St. Louis again, depending on, you know, how they, how they deal with Tommy Edmond, who, you know, today's their leadoff man. Yeah. I I'm fascinated with Jordan Walker. I think everybody in baseball is, he is one of the top prospects in, uh, in the game and he's so young and yet advancing so quickly because he's making adjustments on the fly. And you hear about this young guy that not only is he gifted physically, but just very mature for his age, handles everything well, humble, all those things. Uh, it, who knows what happens next year? And I, I can't wait for spring training when he gets an invite to Major League Camp. I'm assuming that would come, but or at least get some at-bats with the big league club. But uh, this guy's exciting, man. I haven't been this excited for a prospect in a long time. When I was in Jupiter, I struck up a conversation with a scout from another organization, and he had told me he had just traveled through the Midwest, well, what used to be the Midwest League, uh, to, and saw Peoria. And he was talking about, you know, Mason Wynn and a couple others. And I said, well, what do you think of Jordan Walker? And he said, my scouting report was really very simple. He said, the key of it was three words, man among boys. Wow. Uh, you know, this, this scout was just, you know, just raving about his athleticism and said that, you know, he said, you're going to, you're going to, your eyes are going to be open about this guy when you see him reach double A that, you know, that's the place where they think this scout at least thought he would really turn the corner. Now, you know, he's got nine home runs at OPS at like nine forty this year between uh, uh, Palm beach and Peoria hit his first home run in, uh, in Dozer park the other day, still a little bit slow in his ramp up in, uh, in Peoria. But when I say slow batting 290, 744 OPS this month, not, not terrible at all. And again, we're talking about a guy who's two months into his age 19 season, and he's already in high A. Pretty amazing, and it's uh, exciting for Cardinal fans, no doubt. There was a, another position player that's been promoted. We've heard a lot about him. It's taken a while, but Nick Plummer finally making some noise down in the minor leagues. Yeah, there's two guys that were at uh, Springfield this year who are kind of, not kind of, who are on the cusp of having to either make it or break it in terms of are they going to stay in the organization? Are they going to get a 40-man roster spot? Are they going to go to camp with an opportunity to compete for a job with St. Louis in the future? And, you know, one is a shortstop, Delvin Perez, who we've talked a lot about. Uh, started off really well, has, has slipped a little bit offensively this year. The other is outfielder Nick Plummer, who, of course, was the Cardinals' first-round draft pick in 2015 out of Michigan. Uh, you know, always able to get on base, a very good eye at the plate, has started to show more power and really played well at Springfield this year um, and finally earned a promotion to Memphis uh, this last week. I think it probably was a little overdue, but, you know, Memphis has a pretty crowded outfield right now with uh, Austin Dean and Connor Capel. And of course, Alec Burleson is another guy who called up that we got called up from Springfield that we've talked a lot about and Scott Hurst as well. So, you know, part of the challenge in bringing Plummer up to AAA is, is to get him at bats. But Nick Plummer has got himself back in the major league prospect conversation because he had really slipped. Uh, he started out OK in the Gulf Coast League. But as he, you know, as he moved up through the system, he just had a lot of, you know, just never was able to really put it together until this year. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see a guy like that who's stuck with it for five, six years now 
finally start to figure it out. A couple pitchers I want to ask you about, but Matthew Liberatore is someone we always talk about, and uh, he's now put three consecutive starts together that have been, I think, at least seven innings. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, it looks like he's turning the corner a little bit. Yeah, Liberatore's you know, last four, four, four stats this month, his ERA is under three. And, uh, and, you know, in, in a very tough league in the, you know, high trip in triple a uh, East league. And you know, as you said, he's now pitching, you know, very deep into games and, you know, he got guys going seven. I mean, that's not something we see often in the major leagues anymore, unless Adam Wainwright's throwing, but, you know, Matthew Libertor, you could make a point that says, Hey, you know, he might be ready. Everything we're hearing out of the Cardinals organization though, is that, you know, he, he may not get that call to replace Jack Flaherty. You know, they may bring KK Kim in and, and, and let him start instead, but you, you know, if nothing else, and you know, there's reasons why with the 40 man roster, why they may not want to bring Libertor up this year. Certainly he's not going to be a difference maker in terms of the Cardinals reaching a wild card or not, but um, at a minimum Libertor will come to camp next spring, you know, with an opportunity to legitimately compete for a big league job. And I, I think the question there will be, will there be a rotation spot he can compete for, or will they do with him like what they did with so many before uh, Dakota Hudson, Carlos Martinez and other, and, and make them, or have them work out of the bullpen before a starting berth opens up. Because the other guy, of course, that we know demands and, and not demands, but has, has asked and probably has earned a chance to start next year is Alex Reyes. Absolutely. And then uh, final guy I want to ask you about is McGreevy, the top pick from this last year. Uh, what's he been doing since he was selected by the Cardinals? Yeah, the Cardinals brought all their draft picks in uh, to Jupiter and they evaluated where they were. Of course, McGreevy, you know, had a full college season. So like a lot of others, they didn't activate him for the first month, but there was a, there were a lot of discussions uh, about how the Cardinals, you know, run their plays, how they, how they, and the drills every day. Uh, and then of course they continue to throw side sessions and were evaluated. McGreevy uh, was activated. Now it's pitched in a couple of games, but they're, they're really only giving them one inning stints and they have pitch counts attached to them because they don't want any of these young men to over overwork it. He's down in the rookie level Florida complex league. If he were, put where based on his experience he would be he'd be at a minimum at palm beach and maybe at peoria that's probably not going to happen until next spring so really 2021 for all the pitchers that the cardinals drafted are about kind of getting them acclimated and getting them prepared to come to camp minor league camp next spring you know with a with a chance to you know make a full season club and then pitch a whole what we hope will be a 140-game minor league season next year. No question. What are you working on right now on thecardinalnation.com? Well, we continue to have our regular coverage of the, all the minor league affiliates. Uh, we're covering all the transactions that occur across the system. I'm working on the next round of our prospect list, the, the last update of our prospect list about before winter time, uh, the top 50 that we redo every month. And then uh, next week at this time, we'll be at the end of the month. So we'll have our pitcher and player of the month uh, for the month of August. Again, the last full month of the 2021 minor league season. And as always, you can get your copy of the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide as well as uh, subscribe to our site. Awesome stuff, Brian. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Thanks as always. Take care, Dan.